Perhaps you saw on the news a little while ago that North Korea had a big parade in which they unveiled their newest ICBM, that's Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, for those of you who need an acronym check. And as I was seeing that news, I was reminded of how common it is for we human beings to take glory in power, to glory and rejoice in our power. When we have a vaccine for the coronavirus, I guarantee you there will be rejoicing at the triumph of modern science and our scientific knowledge. If you're a citizen in Portland or another place that has seen civil unrest, perhaps you're rejoicing or even just breathing a sigh of relief at the presence of the National Guard. I'm not saying that any of these things are bad in themselves. A vaccine is a good thing. Extra police and National Guard to keep the peace, that's a good thing. The bad thing is when we rejoice in our power. The bad thing is when we glory in our power. And we hear this in the Gospel reading today, which is a reading for the Apostle and Evangelist Luke. We hear that the 70 apostles that were commissioned by Christ to go out and preach the Gospel and tradition holds that St. Luke may have been one of these 70, we hear that they returned rejoicing that the demons were subject to them. And Jesus corrects them, and he says, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you. Do not rejoice in this power that you have been given, and that is not yours to begin with. Rejoice, rather, that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice, rather, that God remembers you. Do not rejoice in any power in this world. And that is the message to us today. Not to rejoice in power, but even more, to trust not in any earthly power, but only in God and His goodwill toward us. Now, I know that can be a challenge in this world because we can't see God. It can be difficult to trust in a God we can't see. It's a lot easier to trust in money. It's easier to trust in our minds because even though we know that dementia and Alzheimer's can sap them of their power, they're present to us. We can use them every day, and it's easier to trust in those. It's easier to trust in relationships. But even the most loyal, faithful, good people in our lives cannot save us from death. And so I have one very specific practical thing for you to do. To help you remember not to trust in power, not to rejoice in any earthly power you might have, but rather to trust in God. And that is this, to enlist the help of a partner for your pilgrimage, for your spiritual pilgrimage here on earth. What I'm talking about is a holy friendship. Someone in this world that you can walk with, that you can share your life with, that you can talk to about spiritual matters with regard to God, with regard to your faith. That can be a spouse, it can be a friend, or it can be someone with whom you have a more formal relationship, like a therapist or a coach or a priest. 
But we hear so many examples. Just today in Scripture, we heard about the 70 apostles. They were sent out two by two by Christ into the world to do their work, to do their ministry. Today we commemorate a great saint, St. Julian Savas of the Euphrates, who was a great desert monastic. And all the monks who gathered around him, they had a practice after their vigil, all, after their all-night vigil, they would go out in the morning two by two. And they would walk for a while and then they would stop. And one of them would stand and pray 15 psalms while the other one sat down and prayed the Jesus prayer. And then they would walk a little bit more and then they would switch roles. Or we also commemorate Saints Simeon and Theodore today, missionary saints who were brothers according to the flesh, who were commissioned by St. Photius, the same person who commissioned Cyril and Methodius to go to the Slavs, who found an icon that St. Luke had painted. And so we have all kinds of examples from both Scripture and from the faith and the church traditions that it has inspired to remind us the perfect trust drives out all fear. And so we can see an ICBM be rolled out in North Korea, and we can remember Christ who said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And we can remember him who can protect us from any threat. And as we're faced with the coronavirus, after a long six months, we can remember St. Dionysius of Rostov, another saint whom we commemorate today, who, when he did a paraclesi service and sprinkled the people with holy water, the epidemic that was happening in that area stopped immediately. And when we are fearful of the economic effects of this virus, we can remember the way that God took care of the 70, how he sent them out and he said, don't worry about providing for yourselves. Don't take a staff. Don't take a money bag. I'll take care of you. And he did. And as we look at the civil unrest and the upcoming election and we're maybe filled with some turmoil and fear and confusion, we can pray that God will send us a ruler like another saint we commemorate today. St. Peter of Setinje, the Metropolitan of Montenegro, who dedicated his whole life to the preservation and salvation of his people. And he made peace between warring clans. He defended their borders against external threats. But this man was also a monk. He became a monk at a very young age. And he never, never left that way of life. He was very hard on himself. He lived a very austere, ascetic life. He lived in a narrow cell his entire life, even though he was king of the country. He was very hard on himself, but very just and understanding toward others. I hope that with all of the witness of these saints, that we will pray to God that he'll give us the grace through our holy friendships here in this life and in this world and through the prayers of his saints who walked before us, that he would give us the grace to trust in him who has written our names in heaven to trust in him, not in any power that he has given us. And the trust that he will take care of us, that he will remember us, he will not forget us, he will protect us and care for us according to his good will.